you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to the newest edition of Tapeheads. The Super Bowl matchup is set. On Tuesday, we talked all about the AFC Championship game. Now it's time to talk NFC Championship game. Bob Oshusen, longtime radio voice of the New York Jets, college football for ESPN. Of course, Dan Orlovsky, longtime NFL quarterback, master of the touchscreen, and all of our NFL programming, NFL Live, get up on ESPN. And he and I are college football partners, of course. And Scott Pioli, longtime NFL general manager. Well, we've got the Bengals. In the Super Bowl, courtesy of a game-winning field goal. We talked all about that on Tuesday. Now we've got the NFC Championship game to talk about. And this one also ended in dramatic fashion. Snap back to Garoppolo. Pocket crumbling. He spins out. He's hit. He's wrapped up. He flips it forward. It's tipped. It's intercepted. It's intercepted. It's intercepted. Aaron Donald got pressure on Garoppolo. And Traven Howard clinches the NFC Championship game. Well, guys, that's how it ended. But this was about the Rams and Matthew Stafford and a line of scrimmage football game that eventually maybe the cream rose to the top from a quarterback perspective. Dan Orlovsky, you have the floor because you have <laughs> been the guy that has been the banner carrier for Matthew Stafford, all the doubters, how much blame for what happened to Detroit got hung on him. And now you see that you were right all along what this guy is and what he can mean to a franchise and now he gets a chance to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's more Matthew Stafford is right all along, Bobby. You know, like he, he was the guy that everyone gave up on but himself, essentially. Um, I think the best way that I've tried to phrase what people are watching happen is when that game went to 17-7 to start the fourth quarter, I actually sent a text out in our group chat for NFL Live, and I said, this is game over. Rams are going to win this football game. Because Matthew Stafford plays his best football when it's his only option. That's just how he is. And I watched for 12 years him be in that fourth quarter moment. And when he needed it, he did it. It just didn't matter to anybody because they weren't playing in meaningful games in December. And that, that's why people didn't get the chance to see it. And I think that, 
you know, if you go back and watch that football game, the two things that stand out, there's actually three things that stand out for me when it comes to Matthew Stafford and his performance. Can you throw guys, can you throw to guys that aren't open and make them open? Can you throw to that? That's what we call anticipation, right? Can you throw to guys that are not open and make them open? Can you throw it to the only spot where your cat can go get it? And can you do it knowing you're going to get beat up? Like that was one of those games as a quarterback, you just go into it saying, it's one of those games. For the only chance for us to win is for me to play incredibly high at my level and I'm going to get hit. And I think America kind of got to see that. And, uh, you know, when the trade happened 360-something days ago, the conversation or the question was, well, what does Matthew Stafford bring to this offense that Jared Goff doesn't? And I thought there was two really specific things. Number one, you can win football games throwing it when you don't have any run game. They didn't run the football yesterday worth a drop in a bucket, okay? That was all on the quarterback shoulders. And then number two, on third down, in obvious situations, can you be special? And he was lights out on third down with his connection to Cooper Cup and his connection to Odell Beckham Jr. And um, he's really, it, it, he's a difference in a game. He is the, the reason why they win the football game. Yeah, physically up front, Scott, obviously this is a team that in San Francisco that can control the game, and they control the run game. They control the line of scrimmage. And Matthew Stafford, I, I heard Dan say this, uh, I think, on Get Up earlier this week. There are games where a quarterback goes into it as well, knowing for me to win this game, I have to mentally accept today I am going to go into this game and get beat up. <laughs> and almost... Just welcome getting beat up because me getting beat up is the way we're going to win. Yep. And he did that. Yeah, he, he did that. And again, everyone knew that he was going to take hits. Um, and, and truthfully, I actually thought that the 49ers pressure on him was going to be greater. It was it was good pressure. Um, I think the, that the Rams line did a better job than I than I anticipated. Hmm. Um, but I, I think we'd also be remiss not to talk about I, I actually thought Dan was going to go longer. I was going to take I, I was hoping to take a little cat nap there while he was talking about because <laughs> because again you we could go this entire show talking about Matthew and the job that he did and nothing would be an overstatement of how good it was. And uh, you know I'll say this I think that the other thing that they have going for them clearly is their defense and their defense playing well. The, you know, the one thing I'll, I'll say about Matthew is he did all the right things. He did throw guys open. He did, you know, that was he had this incredible, I don't know, there, there, there were times when they showed him, he looked so, I know, he looked at peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't mean, Dan, you know his looks better, but he just had this look on his, on his face of a person that was completely at peace with things. And would that be accurate? Oh, yeah. I, I, think, I think what we saw was when he walks out on the field, he thinks he's the baddest dude on the field. I mean, you saw that for the longest time with 12, right? Like, he, he thinks I'm the baddest dude on the field. And I remember a little story. So the Ravens game. Remember the Ravens game this year, guys? The two early interceptions. One of them goes pick six, return for a touchdown. And I remember sending a 10 text saying yo nice win gritty effort and he responded back with one of those weird smiley face emojis he said just give me the ball with the chance to win the game in the fourth quarter and that's not like that's just not wordplay for him right there he 100% believes as long as he has the ball in his hands with a chance in the fourth quarter he's gonna go 100 out of 100 and um, I think one of the also remarkable things is, and you saw this a little bit with some of the throws to Odell Beckham Jr. Um, 
So Matthew came into the NFL as like a superstar physical talent, but he was sloppy mechanically a little, you know, a little bit like Patrick is, you know, sloppy mechanically. And I think over the last like six years, he's really honed in on and becoming mechanically better. He's got two hands on the football way more than he used to. He has his feet tied to his arm way more than he used to. And you saw that with Odell, you know, him climbing a pocket and, and throwing a deep comeback to Odell or the deep post that he hits Odell on in between two defenders. I think that's another example of his growth and development as a player. The other thing was, again, part of what I try to watch is the body language. I'm not trying to over-evaluate things, but even after the dropped interception that that could have been a problem, he just looked totally calm. You know how some yes. guys, they have that look where they're rattled. And, and that's what I meant about the point of uh, uh, making this peacefulness in his eyes and sure. his face because they kept putting close-up shots on him. And that happened and he wasn't bothered in the slightest. He's like, yeah, of course he dropped it because this is my year. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's kind of like that look. Yeah. That he goes, I know I got God on my side this year. Oh, yeah. We're, we're good. It, Scott, when he makes that throw, so the, the, the dropped interception happens, then the next very next play is the the whole shot to Odell. Yeah. That play doesn't happen by accident because with in the third quarter with one minute left, he throws that out route to Cooper Cup in the slot. Odell's on the outside. And number four, Mosley is getting nosy. And then they come back and he throws that whole shot after the dropped interception. And I remember I t- turned to my wife and I looked at her and I said, see, I can't, I could never do that. Like I, I didn't have the physical talent to throw the ball from the four-yard line to the 40-yard line, one side of the field to the other, nor did I have the mental talent to no, be like... There's only a few of us built like that, right. Dan. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. blessing and a curse for you guys, huh? <laughs> well, you know what? As lucky, I think, as all Ram fans are to now realize they've got a guy that can get the job done for them in Matthew Stafford, it sounds like Sean McVay, on top of the pyramid, knows he's the luckiest that he has this quarterback. What do you think the answer to that question is? I mean, here's here's what I would say, Gary. We went out and got him because we thought it was a chance to be able to get a great player of his magnitude. Those things don't come around often. What he's done, he's elevated everybody around him. He's made me a better coach. He's made his teammates better. He's such a great person. I think you guys know from getting a chance to interact with him, if you don't root for this guy, something's wrong with you. And, um, you know, he's a great competitor. I think we saw that each of the last – we've seen that really throughout the whole season, but I think it's really been on, uh, on display these last couple weeks weeks we talk about competitive greatness all the time being your best when your best was required he embodied com- competitive greatness today love matthew stafford gary so sean mcveigh matthew stafford the rams going to the super bowl and they don't have to go far they go home mm-hmm. and they live in their houses for the next couple of weeks and they play in their home stadium the san francisco 49ers are done and there are a lot of questions to be asked maybe going forward about the 49ers but also how they handled this game as well we'll do that when we come back on tape it's You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Well, guys, the San Francisco 49ers, we have to talk about how they approached this game as well. And, Dan, I think as well, like maybe the questions they've got, I don't know if this game just came down to we've got two really good defenses that are going to control the line of scrimmage. And they have Matthew Stafford, and unfortunately we don't. And maybe that at some point surfaced as the game went on. But uh, George Kittle had this to say about how the Rams attacked the 49ers after the game. Um, I think – Without watching the tape, biggest thing I noticed is every time we did any of our motions, they just started blitzing through the ABA, all the gaps. They just sit their linebackers downhill, or if they were in man coverage, safeties would just blitz through if they were guarding me. Um, makes it kind of hard when they have nine, ten guys in the box, and just makes it difficult. So the pressure that was put on Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. how he handled it, and the fact that again in the fourth quarter, a Kyle Shanahan team can't score points in a big playoff spot, all of that ends up with the Rams of the Super Bowl and the 49ers done for the year. Yeah, I think, first of all, it starts with going into this game, it was going to be Rams. Are you going to be physical enough? All 11 cats on defense. Are you going to out-physical San Francisco? All 11 guys. They did that, okay? So that challenged San Francisco. Um, I would say a couple things. In their run game, they did not get people on people as consistently as they have all year. They were beat to the punch by guys like uh, Eric Weddle constantly, Scott constantly, Reader constantly. So I think that threw off their run game a little bit. Trent Williams not completely healthy. I think the second thing is, and I was shocked after watching the game live and then rewatching it, I did not count one play action shot from Kyle Shanahan, who is one of the greatest play action shot designing and calling coaches we have in the NFL. And Guys, the Rams defense was saying, we dare you to. 
I mean, you watch, there's multiple snaps where all 11 guys are at eight yards. They, they, and colleges didn't dial it up. And I don't know if it was, we don't have the people to, I don't trust the quarterback. I don't think we can protect, but that would be a question that I would be asking. And then the third thing would be, there were multiple moments for Jimmy Garoppolo to take whole shots on this defense. They kept lining up Kyle Juszczyk out as the number one receiver, and the Rams multiple times did not pay attention to him. And I'm shocked that no one put it in his ear or something like that. Hey, next time we do that, that's how the Odell whole shot happens for the Rams. So next time we do that, we're, we're just throwing it. And um, I, I was surprised by that. So it falls on everybody. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle just weren't good enough in the fourth quarter. And uh, they did not make enough plays, and the Rams did. Yeah, I, you know, when I look at this team, the, the 49ers, remember, the, they started this season at two and four, guys. And people are like, uh-oh. And they were question, people were questioning the roster, the yeah. overall talent. Yes, they were questioning the quarterback. Um, and, and I got to say, when I saw this team at the beginning of the year, I'm like, no, this isn't probably an average, above-average football team. And then this season went on. And they got on, you know, after the two and four start, I think they won the next one and three and four, and then they're three and five. And But when I look at this roster in its totality, I, I got they, they've got a quarterback that's an average to above average quarterback. And, and I know Dan, <laughs> Dan shakes his head when I when I use the average. Again, I'm using no, I'm with the, you, the, sure. the scale of 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 what the standard of, of being good and truly great is in this league uh, as a team and positionally. And there's a couple of positions and a couple of players. Hey, we know how good Trent Williams is. We know how good Debo Samuel is. We know how good George Kittle is. Uh, the rest of that offense, guys, uh, you know, it's it's not that strong of a team. And I think that because of some of the winning that was done largely because of coaching, when it came down to it, and, you know, people are being, in my opinion, quick to criticize Kyle um, you know, I, I'm looking at this team and then the, the defense again, the defense also, Hey, yeah, they got Nick Boza. I mean, yeah, they've got Fred Warner. Yeah. They've got, you know, they've got a couple of guys. This is not an, you compare the rosters, right? Of the two teams yesterday. And, and I know who's, you know, that they, this 49ers had one six in a row and all that beat them twice this year. I get it. But when you look at the rosters and the personnel, um, I see one team as being better than the others, and th th there's a lot of work to be done on this 49ers team. And and you know, I give them credit for for going as far as they did. And again, I think there were imbalanced expectations because the 49ers had lined up and beat them twice. But when you look at the roster of the Rams versus the roster of of the 49ers, I sure. see a significant difference. Dan, maybe one more quick thought before you go on Kyle Shanahan, and you know. I mean, I guess my question would be, do you think Kyle Shanahan, Dan, did a good job coaching this team and maximizing their talent and getting them to this game? And maybe now we're being unfair to him and maybe, you know, the Twitter versus being unfair to him because the last taste you leave is him losing a game. And a game that maybe, as Scott said, at the start of the season, you look at this roster, we never pictured them being in in the first place. Uh, I thought Kyle did a tremendous job coaching this football team. They're in the Final Four and, and they basically got into the final two minutes of a team that's going to obviously be one of the two teams that has the chance to win the Super Bowl. I, I think two things, Bobby, that I would say. And Scott, I don't know if you would agree. I do think he's going to look back at it and say, should I have been more aggressive on that fourth and two, you know, when they decide to punt the football? Because in that situation, players over plays, and they got two players now in George Kittle and Debo Samuel. I've, I've seen Debo Samuel get a 20-yard run on a 15-yard loss, okay? 
And then the second thing, and this was something that I walked away and I said, huh, Kyle's one of the greatest offensive minds I've ever been around. I think he's one of the best in the NFL, certainly in the run game. We couldn't get Trey Lance in for a couple plays. We couldn't get the 240-pound quarterback in to go 11-on-11 football in some situations. That will be two things that I think he sits back and ponders, but he's a phenomenal football coach. And, Scott, considering the fact, and I think we all agree, Kyle Shanahan is has a magnificent football mind, and maybe he did have some limitations on his roster and maximized the talent. I mean, maybe this is the best we could have hoped for out of this roster this year. Um, it creates some fascinating questions going forward for not only how this roster was put together, but now, like, you're sitting around that conference table. You saw Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe that was the difference in this game. Very evenly matched teams in some other ways. Or maybe you've got some shortcomings on your... Like, what, what do you think are the biggest questions now that the 49ers have to answer roster construction-wise going forward and is the jumping off point is this now Trey Lance's team does it have to be you know Bob to go back um what you were just saying at the beginning and what Dan mentioned again I worked with Kyle Shanahan and I know him and I know I I know his strengths and I know how driven he is um here's what we forget I think sometimes um guys he he, he just turned 42 years old this is a young football coach is he going to do things that he questions and some mistakes? Heck yeah. I mean, you know, how many years into being a head coach is it? He started in 17 and he was a pup then and he's still learning things. I think the the, the one of the blessings and the burden that he has is being a Shanahan. And so I think, again, looking at him as a coach, Dan's 100% right. He will go back and look at some things and question because, again, knowing him and having worked with him and spent time with him not only in the workplace but also like late nights working, he is obsessed with this. And he will question himself because that's part of what he does. And not in an insecure way. It's not an insecurity thing. It's just he is an absolute perfectionist in a lot of ways. And And I've said this before. Kyle is as close to and is similar to in so many ways to Bill Belichick. Because again, I knew Bill as a young coach. I worked with him in 1992, but first met him in the in the mid-80s. There, there's a lot of similarities on a lot of different levels. In terms of the roster, I think the biggest question, the thing that they have to find out is who's their quarterback and what are they doing? Did they spend big draft capital on Trey Lance? They made a decision uh, to take him over some other people and they're going to need to find out pretty quickly um, if he's the right guy and if he's good enough. And and then, to me, part of it is the offensive line. Um, the, you know, Alex Mack is older. I think he came back mm-hmm. to make one last run at that Super Bowl that he, you know, he, he got close to getting with us in Atlanta. And the value of a guy like Alex Mack, again, having spent some time, been very fortunate to be around some great centers – um, and the importance of that position, if he if he leaves, it is going to be critical that they take care of that position because, again, that guy in the middle is the eyes and the ears for the quarterback, and he's also at times, you know, a bit of a mentor to the quarterback. So um, a lot of things for them to figure out, I believe, personnel-wise. Yes, they've got Debo Samuel. Yes, they've got a couple of good receivers and, and George Kittle they need to continue to grow this football team. But again, the key is finding out who is my quarterback. Right. And one more thought on the coaching. 
and this is where I love trying to defend coaches in the middle of all the criticism because I don't think anybody has any concept. And you obviously live this life, how hard these guys work. Like the man hours that go – I always tell people at the when a, when a team in the NFL – gets beat at the gun by a field goal, and the coach is standing at the podium, you want to know why he looks the way he looks and the why he sounds the way he sounds. Or responds the way he responds. Yeah, be with him on Monday morning and then go from Monday morning until Sunday morning and see how many man hours go into getting ready for one of these games and how much. I mean, this is their life. So when, you know, when they lose a heartbreaking game and now lose a heartbreaking championship game, so much of this, I know they take on their own shoulders. They're the head coach, but we play the result, right? When we criticize them, think about six and a half minutes to go in that game. The 49ers have the football. If they hold on to the football, the Rams have no timeouts left. They could have ended the game potentially with a game-winning field goal. At the end, the Rams may never have seen the ball again. And if that had happened, we would have been barbecuing McVay for the challenges that cost the timeouts, for a timeout called rather than taking a five-yard delay of game penalty on the plus side of the field. He made some coaching decisions, and I think at the time coaching blunders that cost them three timeouts, but they won the game. So now all that goes away right now. He's the hero coach with the team of the Super Bowl. And of course, Kyle Shanahan is sitting there, the loser at the podium, taking all of the criticism on his shoulders. And I don't think it's fair. You know, it's, it's really interesting that you brought up um, the, the mistakes or potential, you know, major mistakes that Sean McVay made that could have become major mistakes. Because, you know, listening to him after the game, he was really happy, but he had an edge to him. And I think some of that edge was the fact that he was frustrated with himself. And as elated he was that they were getting to the Super Bowl, he knows that there may have been things that he did during that game that put his team's chances in peril. And he's another guy who's completely obsessed with idea of perfection and... um because it's part of what's in certain people's heads, not just in, in, in coaching, yes, but in a lot in any industry. And I think it's a blessing and a curse, or a blessing and a burden that that successful people carry, and uh, where, where they want things to be perfect, and they think that there's a chance to call the perfect game, or to coach the perfect game, or take it to any industry, or to have the perfect year on wall street or you know and it's 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 not going to happen it's not going to happen yep well we are back next week to talk about the super bowl we've got the matchup it's the Bengals. it's the rams coming up on february 13th we will get you ready for it hit us up on social media download and subscribe and we will see you next tuesday on tape heads you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.